0: very few things in life that are constant, uh, but one of those things is human nature, and it seems to me no matter what generation people live in, uh, people are still people, it doesn't matter what culture they're in, the the way that they act and react uh, may be different because of the culture in which they were uh, raised, but people are just people, and this is definitely true in regards to the topic of discussion today, which is judging. Judging. we're going to be in Matthew chapter 7, so if you have your Bible with you, go ahead and open up there if you would. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the right kind of judgment. The right kind of judgment. Used to, John 3.16 was probably the most well-known verse in the Bible. Uh, Christians and non-Christians knew it, or at least knew the reference. I mean, if, if you ever watched uh, uh, baseball or basketball or anything like that, there's always that one guy, or actually used to it, it was a bunch of people, they would have that have that uh, poster board up and it would say John three sixteen they'd always be waving that around you still see a few of those every once in a while but uh, the verse I think that's probably more well known than any other in the Bible now is Matthew chapter seven and verse one matthew seven one judge not lest you be judged that's the mantra of the day and it doesn't matter what the subject is if you just wait long enough somebody will come along and usually several people will come along and uh, and they will they will say things like, well, who are you to judge? Or they'll say, say things like, well, until you've been in his shoes or her shoes or my shoes, you have no right to say that something is wrong. Or they'll say, well, when you become perfect, then you can say it's wrong, but until then you just keep it to yourself. The mantra of the day is judge not lest you be judged. And I don't know how many times I've heard it and seen it, and, and both in person and on the Internet, and especially on the Internet, I mean, there are all kinds of uh, blog posts and articles that are written, news articles that are written, and, and people will, will defend almost anything with this idea of not judging. And so uh, one thing that, that never changes is that people hate the idea of somebody judging them. Another thing that never seems to change is that there are always people in the world who are the judgmental people. It seems like there's always that person who, who goes around looking for the faults in somebody else. I mean, they're always on the lookout for somebody who's doing wrong, and they're always the one who's vocal. Have you ever noticed that? It's not the person that, that notices that something is wrong and they keep it to themselves. They, will, uh, uh, they don't mind to share with you if they think you're doing wrong, or they don't mind to share about you if they think you're doing wrong. The problem is many of those that are involved in these types of things, this judgmental attitude, are doing the same things they're accusing somebody else of doing. So Jesus turns his attention a little bit. He's been talking about the way we do our righteousness. And he's been talking about how we give, how we pray. Uh, we just got through looking at uh, not, not being worried about tomorrow. And he turns his attention from those things to how we should uh, uh, interact with other people. And his teaching, again, is very simple. He says, don't hypocritically judge others, but do have some discernment. Don't hypocritically judge people, but do have discernment. Now, if you have Matthew 7 open, if you uh, wouldn't mind standing in honor of God's word, we're going to read just a few verses, starting in verse 1. He says, Do not judge, so that you will not be judged. For in the way that you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own? For how can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye, and behold, the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Thank you, may be seated. Now, Jesus starts out, and he says, Don't hypocritically judge people's motives and look. For the worst in people. Now he hits a square in the face with a simple statement: don't, don't judge, so that you won't be judged. Now, as I said, that's a favorite verse of today. And when I hear it, and when I see it, I think of that movie, The Princess Bride. Does anybody remember that movie? Uh, there's there's this there's a scene in there, and this guy keeps saying this word, and I can't remember the guy's name, the Spaniard. He's like, uh, you keep saying that word, but I do not think it means what you think it means, or something to that effect. And when I see people and hear people use this verse, I sometimes think, I can almost hear them say, you keep quoting that verse, but I do not think it means what you think it means. Now, now many people understand that Jesus is saying it's never okay to say something is wrong. That's what people today think that Jesus is saying. No one has a right to condemn any person or action no, no matter how repugnant their deeds are. But is that what Jesus is really teaching? Is Jesus saying you should... Just have a wholesale acceptance of everybody and everything that they do, and even endorse every choice in lifestyle. Well, let me put it as simply as I can no, that's not what he's saying. That is absolutely not what he's saying. How do I know? You say, Well, Pastor, uh, you're not Jesus. How do you know what Jesus is saying? Because Jesus tells us what he's saying, and in fact, the whole New Testament backs up this idea. Now, before we move on to what he was saying, I found it interesting that this attitude that we have today, we think, well, that's kind of a modern thing. The people say, don't judge me. You don't have any right to tell me what you think, blah, 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 blah. And we think that's a modern thing. Back in the time of Jesus, the Jews actually had a a proverb that was similar to what Jesus said. And there was a a certain rabbi. He said this, I wonder whether there be any in this age that will suffer reproof. If one say to another, cast out the moat out of thine eye he is immediately ready to answer, cast out the beam that is in thine own eye. So the situation then was as it is now. People, if you ever uh, reprove somebody, if you ever confront them about sin in their life, they're always ready to say, and even back in ancient times, we we're ready to say, you know what? Uh, you're a sinner too, so you got no right to say what I'm doing is wrong. So what is Jesus teaching here? Is he saying we should accept everything that people do? Well, I've, I've found out whenever I read the Bible, sometimes when I'm trying to figure out what is said, it's easiest, to, uh, it helps me to find out what is not being said. That, that just cuts out whole categories of stuff. One thing that we know that Je- what Jesus is not saying is that judicial judgments are wrong. He's not saying judicial judgments are wrong. So this has in mind here uh, going to a court of law. Now, I don't know of anybody that actually takes it to this extreme, but it is, uh, it is something to look at. Paul tells us in Romans 13 that we're to be subject to the governing authorities. In our system of government, a, uh, a representative form of government, one of the branches of government that we have is the judicial branch. And so part of being uh, subject to that is going along with these judgments. On top of that, Jesus talked about going to court a couple times, And even though he told us how to respond to people that were taking us to court, he never undercut the legal system in any way. On top of that, God himself set up judges in Israel. So there was a legal system, uh, legal judgments are necessary, and they're okay. We also know Jesus is not talking about things like church discipline. In Matthew chapter 18, Jesus talks about somebody that has sinned, uh, and he says if you you have a brother that's sinned, you go to him privately and what? Say, good job. Is that what you do? No, you go to him privately and show him his error. He doesn't say accept it. He says rebuke it. In fact, in Luke chapter 17, verse 3, he says, Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. Third, we know that Jesus is not saying don't form an opinion about the rightness or wrongness of an action. Jesus is not saying that we can't have an opinion about whether... Choice A is right and choice B is wrong. He doesn't say that. And it's a good thing because we have no choice but to do that. When we see something happening, uh, we're automatically going to figure out, I think that's right or I think that's wrong. On top of that, if you look at verses 15 to 20, we're not going to read them, but you can just scan down through there. Jesus talks about uh, false prophets that are coming along. He says, you're going to know these false prophets by their fruit. So there has to be some form of judgment where we say, you know what, what this person's saying or what this person's doing doesn't match up with the Bible. There has to be some form of judgment there. And finally, we know that Jesus was not saying accept and endorse every single thing because Jesus says that in our text today. You say, oh, but verse 1, you just got through uh, reading, it says don't judge lest you be judged. Yeah, but then go on to read verse 5. He says first, then. He says... You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye and what? Then you'll see clearly to help your brother. He doesn't say don't remove the speck from your brother's eye. He says you need to take your, take care of your own stuff first. In fact, uh, Jesus says very specifically in John chapter 7, verse 24, to judge. He says, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. So we have all this stuff Jesus is not talking about. I still haven't answered the question, what is he talking about? Here we go. Jesus has in mind here that person who is uh, always finding the fault in somebody else. Uh, And they're not taking care of their own business. I mean, they're the person who, when they see something going on, they think they know all the motivations. You ever talk to somebody like that? Maybe you've been in a fight with your spouse. And they said, well, you were thinking this. And you're thinking, no, actually I wasn't. I was thinking this. Sometimes we do that, right? We, we think that we know somebody's motivations. And, and this, this judgmental person that Jesus is talking about, they think they know all the facts. They think they know all the extenuating circumstances. They think they know uh, the motivations. And they're quick to condemn somebody, and they don't want to get bogged down with the facts. Have you ever talked to somebody, and they're getting on to you about something? And you're like, well, actually, so you know, and you lay out these facts, and, and you explain why you did what you did? And they don't want to hear any of it? Because they're enjoying getting on to you. That's the judgmental person that Jesus is talking about. As one author put it, he wants there to be no good quality found but in himself. Now, one of the things that, that I've, I've heard a lot of times and, and, you, and seen a lot of times, you probably have too, is this idea that, well, if you've never been in their situation, you can't say that something is right or wrong. Well, listen... You don't have to change a diaper to know it stinks. You don't have to roll around in the mud to know it's dirty. Now, if you've been in that situation, you're going to have a lot better idea what's going on, won't you? And you're going to understand their emotions a little bit better. You're going to understand the pressures they face a little bit better. You're going to understand those things. And it may change the way that you approach a situation, The right and wrong do not depend on our experiences. Right and wrong is right and wrong. Jesus, he confronted people's sin, and he never took part in it. You remember, there's the, the, the woman that was caught in adultery. He didn't take part in the adultery, but he still said, go and sin no more. So, so we, we have this idea here of this person who always wants to point the finger and not take care of their own selves first. Now, Jesus gives us a reason here in uh, in, verses, in verse 1 and 2, especially verse 2, why we shouldn't be that way he says don't judge hypocritically based on appearances because verse 2 how you judge others is how you're going to be judged and this has the idea behind it of sowing and reaping James two thirteen says for judgment will be merciless to the one who has shown no mercy that's similar to what Jesus just taught in, in Matthew 6 after the model prayer he said if you don't forgive others uh, you'll, you'll not be forgiven either He's saying here, if you are harsh and unforgiving and quick to condemn somebody, that's the way you're going to be treated. And the implication, I think, here is by God. But people are going to are going to treat us the same way because just think, if you are uh, if you're a hypocrite and you're always pointing out somebody else's faults, don't see that you have any of your own. When you fail, and you're going to. When you sin, and you're going to. How do you think people are going to treat you? They're going to treat you and me like we treated them. So if you don't want to be that type of person, if you you want people to show you mercy, you need to show others mercy. Show them grace. Now Jesus tells us here, um, look again at verse 3. He says, Why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? For how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, and behold, the log is in your own eye? Now, what's Jesus saying? He's saying you better take care of your own sin first. Take care of your own sin first. Now, that's not to say that you have to be sinless before you confront somebody about their sin. Otherwise, we'd have to wait till we're Jesus, and that's not going to happen. On the other hand, somebody doesn't have to be sinless before they confront you about your sin. Jesus highlights here the fact that it's a lot easier to see somebody else's faults than our own. I don't know about you, but I can justify some stuff. Can't you? I mean, I can come up with a good reason for just about anything. It wasn't just the other day. We were we were going through this Financial Peace University, trying to cut back on spending some money. I could justify going out to eat. Now, if I would have stood up to Dave Ramsey... He probably would have been like, no, you need to stay home. You already have the food bought. Eat it there. But you know what? I had a a justification that was suitable for me, and it was suitable for my wife. We can justify stuff, maybe not to suit others, maybe not to suit God, but we can justify it to ourselves. But when we look at somebody else, we don't try to justify them, do we? We always want to look at the worst. We always assume the worst for them. We want people to take our intentions into consideration, but whenever we look at somebody, we just look at their actions. We don't ever care about their intentions. See, we all have sin in our own lives, and if you haven't dealt with your own stuff, it's impossible to see clearly to help somebody else. That little speck, that little splinter, is going to look like a log. It's like a blind person performing eye surgery. It doesn't work. But when we do deal with our sin, listen, it will change the way that we view other people. It's going to view. It's going to change the way that we deal with other people, because now it's going to help us see. You know what? I can I can see a little more clearly now. Now that thing that I thought was such a big deal, that's not as quite as big as I thought. Now we're going to look at people, and as they're working their way through stuff, we're going to say, you know what? What? I need to show them some grace because it took me a while to work through some of this stuff, too. It's going to help us uh, to to show more grace and to to show more mercy towards people. In short, we'll love the sinner but hate our sin. See, we we want to parade that, that, that phrase around, love the sinner, hate the sin. We need to love the sinner, hate our sin. We need to be concerned about ourselves and realize, you know what, we have a long way to go, too. Otherwise, Jesus says, you're a hypocrite. What's a hypocrite? It's an actor. How's that look? You go to him and you say, you know what, I'm just I'm just saying this for your own good. But, and then you unload on them. You're doing it, you're acting like it's out of love and concern, but really it's just prideful malice is all it is. Now, I know I've already mentioned this in passing, but I do want to say it point blank. We should help others deal with their sin. We should. Part of being a Christian is loving somebody enough to sometimes say something that's going to make them mad. It's going to confront them. And it's not easy. But here's the key. Here's kind of a check to see if you're doing it for the right reason. Are you looking forward to it? Do you take pleasure in that thing? Because if you have this judgmental attitude, you're going to be like, you know what? I've been waiting so long to tell them this. And I just, I've got the opportunity now. Thank you, Lord. Or are you going to say, man, I, I do not want to have this conversation. Lord, if it be thy will, please let somebody else say it before I do. You know what I'm talking about? You have that, there's a totally different attitude there. We shouldn't take pleasure in it. because And if you're looking forward to the prospect of telling somebody how wrong they are, you got some repentance. You have some stuff to take care of between you and God yourself, and you need to take care of that before you ever talk to anybody else. Now, the last thing Jesus uh, Matthew records here is in verse 6. And it, it's kind of crept into our vocabulary here in America. There's even a comic named after this, Pearls Before Swine. Um, and it's unclear, just looking at it, does this relate to what it should said in verses 1 to 5? Should it stand on its own? How's this? How's this all fit together? And I think that I, I'm going to take it as as going with verses one to five. And, and here's why: it gives us some balance. It gives us some balance. Look at verse six again: Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. See, if we don't have this verse, we might think, "Oh, Jesus saying." Don't judge, but you should help your neighbor. And I'm gonna go through life. Oh, there's a splinter. I'll help you. Oh, I'll help you. I'm just plucking splinters out of everybody's eyes, and everything's all gonna be hunky dory. And nobody's ever gonna say, you know what? I don't really appreciate you telling me that. I don't really. You know what? You you just need to you just need to worry about your own self first. You need to you need to sweep your own porch before you come over and sweep mine. Jesus says you need to have some discernment because there are people in life that are hardened to the gospel. They're hostile towards those who share the gospel, hostile towards people who say, "You know what? You can live better than this. You should be living better than this." And Jesus says, "You need to have some discernment on who and how you approach others because you can you can do more harm than good in a lot of ways. There needs to be a balance. But on the other hand, we need to be quick not to say, "Oh, my neighbor's a dog. I'm not going to" talk to them. Oh, that person's a a, a swine, a pig. I'm not going to say anything to them and and put them down as being uh, uh, excusing us from doing our our duty. There has to be a balance. So let's put a handle on this so we can carry it home. It's not my job. It's not your job to go out and find fault with everybody else. Aren't you glad? I'm glad that people aren't Charged with finding fault with me. There's plenty to find fault with. Listen, we don't know motivations, we don't know all the circumstances, and we should deal with people with grace and mercy. Grace and mercy. Don't assume, automatically assume, the worst about people. Have you ever done this? Somebody's done something and kind of offended you in some way, maybe hurt your feelings, and you automatically assumed they did that because they don't like me. They did that because they're mad at me. The preacher preached that because he was preaching at me. The preacher's wife did that because she's mad at me. We come up with all kinds of things. Listen, we automatically assume the worst in people, and we shouldn't do that. We don't know motivation. Now, I say that, and I don't want you to misunderstand. I am not saying condone sin. We must never, ever do that. There are times when we have to confront somebody, but do it out of love. Do it with an attitude of fear and trembling. And when we do it, before we ever speak the first word to him, we need to make sure we don't have the beam in our own eye. If we'll do that, it'll cut down on a lot of the times that we go to somebody else, I think. So maybe as, as I preach this I know it's kind of an uncomfortable topic because we've all had, been on both sides of the judging thing and I hope that you didn't misunderstand anything that I was saying but maybe you have something in your life that you need to repent of maybe somebody you love has confronted you about something now listen we all have that that coworker who ever doesn't care anything for us they'll, they'll say whatever I'm not talking about that person I'm talking about the person who loves us that looks out for us; that wants the best for us. And they said something maybe made you mad. You know what? You better you better listen to that. Maybe maybe they were off base. But you need to take a look at it and say is what they said true? Because somebody being a jerk doesn't make what they said false; it just makes them a jerk. And if you got something you need to repent of, let go of your pride, don't let go your let go your stubbornness and get it right with God. Or maybe maybe you feel like you need to confront somebody. Maybe you, you, you see a, a brother or sister in Christ going astray and you just really... You feel like... You feel like... That's what God wants you to do. Again, do it out of love. Don't beat them up. Don't do it to beat them up. But before you ever go, you need to need to spend some time for her saying, God, is there something that I need to get right before I ever look at anybody else? Because they might just have a splinter and I might have the beam. Well, let's turn this on its head. Maybe we've been on the bad side of the judgmental thing. We've had somebody that has come to us. Maybe they've done have love. Maybe they haven't, but they were harsh. They were cruel. And really... Maybe what they said was 100% true, but the way they did it hurt us. It happens. It happens in church. Maybe you need to forgive that person. Maybe you need to go to them and say, you know what? You, uh, you said this, and it, it hurt. Now, maybe they've got a good reason. You know Maybe maybe there's misunderstanding. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe they didn't say things well, whatever it is. And we, we're, all on, we're all on this thing somewhere. Maybe you need to let go of something. Because you know what? Being bitter towards somebody because they've wronged you, that's like, that, that's a poison that eats the jarred sin. It doesn't help you. It doesn't hurt them. They're off fishing, and you're sitting at home stewing. Bitterness doesn't help. And I've been talking a lot about judgment it's, not, it's, a, it's kind of a heavy topic. But an even heavier topic is the judgment of God. And the Bible says that we all stand condemned apart from Christ. And, and maybe you're here and uh, you've never accepted Christ. You need to do that today because you don't know about tomorrow. I'm not I'm not trying to try scare anybody. I'm not trying to pressure anybody. But that's a fact of life we have today. We might not have tomorrow.